Welcome back, people. We are on episode eight, I want to say. Episode eight, I believe so. And I hope you had a good weekend. I am fresh off being buried by my first High Rocks mock run-through. Oh, it was a big one on Saturday morning. It was a big one. I was so excited when I looked at the program, which I wrote myself, and seeing that, right, we're doing the run-through on Saturday. It's a six-week mark. We're halfway through our training. We've got six weeks left till we get to the race day. And we are going to do a run-through. I was so excited. I felt prepared. I felt ready. I felt fit. I felt strong. And I got buried. Buried. Destroyed me. You know what? Though? I felt good afterwards. I felt good this morning, yesterday. It depends when you listen to this. It doesn't really matter. I felt good the day after. Um, and I feel fine now. So it physically didn't take too much of a toll. Mentally was a bit... Was It was interesting mentally because I was like, okay, I really know what I need to work on now. But let me break it down for you. So, did the whole race in um, the gym I've been training at in Dubai Hills unit. And what I did was, I wrote it out like this. I gave myself four minutes to do every single station, including all the runs. And then I had two choices. Either do a complete run through. So say my first run, I had four minutes. Say if I did that run in three and a half minutes, I could either rest for 30 seconds and then move on to the next exercise at the four minute mark. Um, Or I could just continue straight through. Or I could say it took me longer than four minutes. When I got to four minutes, I would stop wherever I was at and move on to the next one. I just decided to do a full run through. My first run was well under four minutes. I think that was my only run (laughs) that was under four minutes. The running did not go well at all. It was a bit of a shambles, to be honest. I was running around um, like a building. It was 200 meters exactly. And I think on some I did four laps, on some I did five laps, on some I did six laps. Like I lost track on a couple of rounds which was uh which was a pain but I think I like average I think I did average 8k in the end but like that was one thing that was a nightmare and then everything in between uh was just tough as I expected it to be but I'll be honest I thought I was going to do better than I did but that's okay like I gave myself the way I looked it was four minutes for each thing I'll come in in 64 minutes nothing wrong with that at all I didn't even get close to that it was um it was more, way more, but I don't mind. Like, I kind of knew as I was doing it, like, okay, just commit to the fact that this isn't going to go the way you wanted it to go time-wise, but physically you feel okay. You've got a much better understanding of how everything feels. Um, and there were wins. There were wins and there were losses. There was mistakes made, and I don't mind that at all because the amount I learned from it was brilliant. If I didn't do a mock run-through, my first race was my official race on the 13th of May, I would have made all the mistakes that I made yesterday if I didn't make them yesterday. So, so much now to look back on and work on. And it's just exciting. So, just to run you through it, I think all the runs were more than four minutes. The sled pull was more than four minutes. And the wall balls, I believe, were more than four minutes. Everything else was under four minutes, which is which is good. It's really, really good. Positive. The sled push was fine. Ski, the ski was fine. The sled push was heavy, but it was okay. The sled pull was slow because um, I had to change the weights because it's lighter than the push. And every 10 meters, because we're on a 10 meter track, I had to keep turning it around and pulling the rope back the other way. So that obviously loses a lot of time and you don't have that problem in the actual race. 
Though the Warbles, which were obviously at the end, were just they just sucked. The thing with Warbles is I can do big sets unbroken, and a lot of people can. And I actually almost think that having the mental capacity to go unbroken helps you because if you break, like if you're doing a big set of anything and you stop, the muscles just seize up real quick, especially if it's at the end of a race. So you want to try and just hang in there for as long as possible because you know if you stop, you're in a world of trouble trying to get going again. Um, but I'm sorry, I'm going to go back through the start. So that was the, the first one was good, too quick. I knew it was too quick. I said to myself before I started, don't go out too quick. Um, I hadn't warmed up very well, hadn't fueled very well. It was early in the morning and then I went out too quick. <laughs> Standard, everybody does it like a bat out of hell. Um, I knew it was too fast. On the third of the five laps of the first run, I was like, you need to slow this down. Got in and under the four minutes and jumped on the ski erg. Ski was absolutely fine. I was happy with my pace. I do a lot of work on the row and ski, so I know my paces. I could have gone slower, still would have been fine, but I kept a steady pace. Um, and then we did the next run, which was obviously significantly slower, then into the sled push, which was a challenge, but it was fine. And your legs just flood with blood, flood with blood. So then your next run, your legs just feel bigger. Um, and naturally, as you can imagine, with all the exercises in between, the runs just gradually get slower and slower and slower. Then came back in for the sled pull, which was just inconvenient, to be honest. Just having to turn around every 10 meters and slug the rope back the other end and then pull it back was a pain. Changing the weight so it was lighter than... Because this pull, the pull is lighter than the push. Um, then after that, back on the run, everything kind of eased out a bit. Like the hardest part was the first three stations with the ski the put the sled push and the sled pull because you're kind of you've started too fast and you're trying to settle your heart rate down and then you're trying to find your rhythm on what is probably the hardest two of the hardest movements to push and pull um, and then you've got the burpee broad jumps i find my burpees no problem at all kept consistent kept moving i posted a tip video of burpees on my instagram the other day and that was playing on my mind as i didn't follow any of them i rested with my hands on my knees a couple of times but i just I just moved, moved through it, um, then back out on the run, and then you came in for the row or the farmer's carry, um, one or the other, I think it was the row, jumped on the row, the pace on the row was way slower than I would have wanted it to be, it was like the same pace as my ski and my row as a strength, so that was interesting, but I just think the push and the pull on the sledge just took it out of me to the point where I was like, okay, I need to find my rhythm again. So I took the row nice and steady. Still well under four minutes, but not um, the pace I would like to have come race day. I'd like to be a lot quicker than that. But like I said, six uh, six more weeks to work on it. Then the farmer's carry. This was a win for the day. The first time I did the 200 meter farmer's carry with the 232 kilos, it sucked. I stopped every like 30 steps. Um but then I've done a lot of work on the grip strength. I've been moving heavier weight on the farmer's carry and I made it round the building in three lengths. I think it was like a hundred and hundred odd steps before I dropped and then I dropped and I picked it back up and went again. The farmer's carry was so much easier. That was a huge win. Running after the farmer's carry was easy. It was interesting. Not Sorry, not easy. It was interesting because your legs have almost recovered a little bit because you've just kind of been for a walk, right? But then your arms are pumped. So you try and like use your arms on the run and it's like you're holding dumbbells. It's mad. So that was good fun. Uh, and then we moved into the lunges. Now, we didn't have the sandbags. So we were using D-balls. Mine was a 30 kilo D-ball on the shoulder. Um, not the easiest thing in the world to hold, but powered through that. It was 
I threw 10 lengths of 10 metres, so I just went there and back, stopped, there and back, stopped. So I got a good rhythm with that. Then I just knew, like, I'm out on the run next, and then I've got the wall balls to finish off. I feel like I've missed something there. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, and then came back in for the wall balls, which is a strength of mine. And at this point, I'd already known the time I wanted and the pace I wanted to go at. I'd kind of butchered. So at this point, it was just all about finishing to get time on the board and kind of come back with the data that I've picked up and... See how I see how I can improve it over the next six weeks. So I just pushed through my wall balls in broken sets. I did um, 40, 30, 30, I think I did. And the problem with wall balls is, and it, I mean, you can, you, you can do a big set and then stop and your legs are just like, yeah, we're done now, mate. We're done. We don't want to pick that wall ball up. And then you go to pick it up and your legs like, no, 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 no. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm going to make this hard for you. And then you squat and you're like, holy shit, I can feel that. So you're better just to keep moving and not stop because as soon as you stop, that lactic acid just floods and it's harder to keep going. But I was kind of admitted defeat at this point and I just wanted the time on the board. Um, and I got one. So now I have data of how the race feels. I know things I did right, things I did wrong. Obviously, there's certain things that aren't in like my control with the distance of the sled having to change it every turn around every 10 meters um there's what it is the runs messing up because it was five laps of a 200 meter block so losing count on those i think on one i might have done less i'll be honest but on on one i also think i did more so it kind of evened out that's just slack on my part um but it was good fun it was really good fun it's a well well programmed um, race you do look at it and you think that it looks a bit random but when you do it it kind of makes sense like the stimulus is crazy I've, the you just realize that what you do in training and this is the whole reason we did it being six weeks in let's just see where we're at training's definitely been working like there were certain things that felt really good but there are certain things that we've not paid enough attention to which funnily enough felt really bad and one of those is running and we run a lot so we need to run more uh, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely buried. It was great fun. I'm glad I did it. I didn't really think too much about it after. I just walked away from it and went and enjoyed the rest of my Saturday. Got some sun, chilled out, went on a hike on Sunday morning. Um, and now I'm excited about the new training week. So I've just programmed uh, for next week based on the knowledge of what happened on Saturday. And it looked, training looks very different. We do a lot of interval stuff with the running, compromise running and training, and the runs are like 400 meters at a time. Going to bump those bad boy numbers up to 1,000. What is the point of doing 400 meters? I've got the mileage in the legs. I know I can run the distance. I've just done the race now. So in training, the interval running is going to be increased to 1,000 meters. Um, that's one big change. We, we do a lot of work on like echo bikes and stuff, just solely on the bikes. We're now going to add things in with the bikes to create that stimulus. So you're, you've got fatigued legs, um, things are tough, but you you create that um, compromised leg feeling without pounding the Achilles too much and having to run every session. So that's going to be an important one. But we're also going to keep the same compound movements in. We're going to squat, just more volume. Uh, deadlift, same same off a deficit is what we've been doing press and bench is all going to be there because strength is so important but it's just going to be more volume especially on the legs because it's very 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 heavy on the leg endurance and my bum hurt a lot too you know 
I'm not sure if that's because I did running intervals and a lot of squats last week or what, but my bum hurt a lot, which was interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of thinking out loud now. What else happened? What else felt funny? What else felt good? Farmer's carry was a huge win. Huge win. I was buzzing with that. The... I did eight 1K running intervals the other day and I hit them all in under four minutes and they felt great. And naively, I thought I'd be fine when I did the little run through with those runs, but nah, not at all. It's not even... Yes, your legs are compromised, but it's also like mentally trying to get yourself to push. So it's way more mental than it is physical. Like lung capacity-wise... I'll be honest, it was absolutely fine. Working out for that amount of time, not a problem. But it's just the, okay, you're tired now, you need to push. Can you push? Okay, you need to push. And then you just don't push and you kind of just cruise. And then it almost makes it worse because um, you're committing to not doing it quickly, which means everything's going to take a little bit longer. So physically and mentally grueling challenge. But training is going to be great now because there's more of like a narrowed focus to it. First six weeks have been fun. It's been basic and now it's going to become challenging. And there, there's going to be a lot of pace work in there. Like we're going to have a workout next week where we're going to take out the first chunk, which I said was the hardest. I'm going to run through that two to three times in one session and just try to go all in. Like you bury yourself because I feel like doing repetitions of that will kind of make it feel a little bit easier when you only have to do it once in the race to move on to something else. We've done tons of burpees, so burpees felt great, but we're now going to do the burpee broad jump distance regularly. Some I've had loads of advice where it's like, the mistake most people make is they do too many simulations in training. So we've hardly done any simulations, and then we did the race on Saturday, and now it's like, we need to do more simulations. So I understand the advice that I've been given and what people are saying, but this is kind of where I'm coming from with it now. And listening to the guy that holds the world record, he did a podcast the other day and he says he thinks the mistake people make is they do too many simulations in training. But he then said that he did an eight-week training camp leading up to his last high rocks and he did a high rocks every week. So I'm almost like, that doesn't really make any sense. That's like me saying something stupid and then doing the, exactly that. Um, but yeah, I'm... I'm 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 just feeling I don't know you can probably hear it in my voice I'm just hearing I'm just feeling just intrigued now by this whole thing because <laughs> I feel like I was coming in blind which is what I wanted and I was programming like right this is what I think we should be doing for this I spoke to a lot of people got a lot of advice but now I've done it myself even though it's just like a mock run through a lot's changed in terms of what I think is the right way to approach it so we've got six weeks to narrow that focus now and even having a conversation with Shona yesterday, um, she felt the same. Some parts were good, some parts were bad. Due to work commitments, she couldn't do the whole thing anyway. Um, but I think the hardest part is definitely at the beginning. So when you can get through that and you kind of know like, right, I'm tired, I'm under fatigue, but the hardest parts are done. So my ideal yesterday was, Saturday morning, sorry, was to just get through the sleds because they were the bits I was most worried about and when I got through them I kind of felt it felt like free to then enjoy the rest of what we were doing um but I'm gonna I'm gonna bury myself on those first few movements 
repeatedly for the next six weeks. And I'm excited now to see the difference that I, that it makes because I have a time on the board, albeit it was just like a mock. But when I do the race on the 13th of May, I won't just finish and be like, oh, cool, that was my time. I'll finish and be like, oh, that's my time in comparison to when I played around with it six weeks ago. So, yeah, it's going to be good. I need to work on my fueling as well, like just rocking up and... Didn't really do a warm-up because we were on time constraints, so we just set everything up. I did a couple of calf stretches, um, ran on the spot for 20 seconds, did some high knees, and off we went. That wasn't good enough. My breakfast was a standard breakfast, but I didn't have any real like fuel um, right before or during, which I'm going to work work on. I'll obviously do a podcast all about fueling and nutrition and stuff. I'm not qualified to talk about that at all, but I'm going to talk about it based on my experience and what did and didn't work for me. My stomach was killing me before I started. Um, so I'm thinking this, what I ate or what I drank beforehand probably wasn't best for me. But this is why it was a great thing to do because it's, this is why you do stuff like this in training because you do things and you're like, whoa, that was a bad idea. I'm not going to do that again. Whereas if I didn't do that, I would have done it on the actual day of the race and everything would have gone tits up and I'd have been livid. So yeah, I'm excited because I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot and I'm looking forward to uh, what's going to come of it now. So watch this space. As always, thank you very much for listening in. That was literally just me rambling by the way 17 and a half minutes goodness me if you're still listening you're a real hero i appreciate it thank you um as always follow instagram at james lockray underscore tiktok at james lockray coach like and follow on spotify apple really helps and share it to anyone who you think will be interested in listening to me ramble on about a mock high rocks race i did on saturday morning but I'll be back soon, tell you how the new training style has gone this week, a lot more running, and playing around with different ways to fuel my body as well, I'm excited, so it'll be a good podcast. Uh, but yeah, thanks for support, thanks for listening, see you in the next one.